Yeah. yeah. Ah, two fantastic choices. Um, that was man, fast. I guess. <laughs> Ooh, that was fast. Yeah, it's a hard decision, uh, huh, Kelly. <laughs> I guess like I could bring in one of Trump's sons because it would be fun yeah, to, to see them the cry fan. on the side. <laughs> What up, world? Oh my god, we haven't done this in a while. It's been a minute since we've been here on Ameripod, and we have, we got creaky wheels, or creaky hinges, (laughs) I don't know, creaky bones, we're old now, something like that. But it's back. (laughs) But it's good to be with, good to be with y'all. Welcome to episode 159 of Ameripod. 10 away from 169, which will be fun. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. our last episode. <laughs> no, 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 John. <laughs> number episode number um, sixty nine thousand four hundred and twenty will be our last. Ooh, uh, wow! Episode. Yeah, yeah. No, let's see if we can get there. Let's see if we can get there. Well, when the singularity happens, nothing like listening to a bunch of hundred and twenty year olds drool over their oatmeal. Shut <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I saw someone make a sixty nine joke who is like a famous person. I was like, I'm just glad to know that we all are in this together. There's it's it's very deep in hockey Twitter. Yeah, we love we love to see it. <laughs> very very deep in hockey Twitter. <laughs> we love to see it. Um, I was say, we could do the classic anti god liberal and just end at six 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 and be like surprise the whole time we hailed Satan. Ooh, good one. I do hail Satan. <laughs> Yo, you guys, I was behind a hearse that was a like devil hearse. They had uh yes, it's uh, so metal it was a private person and it was their personal car and they had uh backward or upside down crosses yes. on the back of their car and then i pulled up behind them and they had like satanic dream catcher shit that mm. i could it threw out their the the hearse and i could see it like shining through the front windows i took a picture of it sneakily because i was a little concerned they might satanic cult me or whatever oh no dude for they wanted you to them. take that picture oh yes <laughs> oh yeah dude. i'll have to send it to the group chat and, and you, y'all can zoom in and see it yeah, yeah no. hell yeah that, i was that like oh devil mobile i love that shit i love that shit well it is six twelve mountain time uh on november 12th today here we are and i'm joined today uh by some lovely folks i'm your guardrails let me just first say uh, in case you can't tell because of my slight head cold and sinuses, I am your uh, guardrails, Tyler Bourbon Barrel Peach Cider. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how, how much NyQuil did you pour into that bourbon peach cider? I'm joined today uh, by Mr. John Kelly in the Denver Metro area. How are you, sir? Doing great. Doing great. It's nice to be back. Uh, <laughs> I agree. I agree with uh, Anderson. It has been a while, but nice to be back. Been a minute. Yeah, for a real one. We did a little shorty for you yesterday, but it's not the same. It's not the same. And Mr. John Anderson, also in the Denver metro area. What's up? Oh, hey, can I can I hit you guys with some math real quick? Oh, yes. So if we did one podcast a week. Oh, God. It would take us, and this is satisfying because it's a whole number, which feels like we should do it. Uh, <laughs> if we did one podcast a week, it would take us 1,335 years to get to episode <laughs> number 69,420. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. So I, think we should, I think we should go there. One a week, baby. Cool. Well, I've always been against uploading uh, my consciousness because I actually would be very interested to see what happens at death. But now, mm, tempted. Tempted. Now it's worth it. You only have to last another, you know, 1,360 
one years, yeah. 66 yeah. years. No and problem. You're good to go. No problem. No, 60, whatever. Doesn't matter. I was going to say maybe, maybe even 50 or 60, depending on how good our uh, medicine gets. It may not even have to be uploading into the system. That's right. That's right. I'm just going to just Truth. stay. I'm in, I'm at peak Tyler right now. So just, I just want to stay here and be great. Um, <laughs> We have, you know, time has passed, uh, dear listeners. We're sorry, you know, life happens. Um, lots of things have happened. There was an election uh, uh, that happened uh, in our country. Did you even know? I hope you did. I hope you voted. Did you vote? Yeah, yeah. I voted. I, I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, in California, all we had was the, uh, we already had ours for the governor thing. The, right. Uh, yeah. The recall. The, the recall. recall. Yeah. And there's just, I mean, I don't even want to try to go through all of the things that have mentioned. So, but one thing that has happened is stuff around the January 6th. And uh, we're going to play a little game with that. Um, but at first, I just wanted to mention, while uh, one of the reasons that I wasn't part of the podcast recently, because I took a little trip to another part of the world called Oaxaca, Mexico. When I was there, met a couple uh, uh, British uh, lads, and uh, we were chatting. Uh, and one thing we asked them was like, Oh, you know, I was like, I realized I haven't really talked like really in depth about what other people thought in other parts of the world. They're like, oh, like we thought America was like being overthrown and like there was going to be like a civil war and like you all were going to like, they were like on January 6th as it was unfolding, we were like, oh, here it is. Here it is. This is the downfall of America. And I was like, well, I thought that too. So it's just good to have perspective of people outside the United States and what they thought. As things continue to unfold with this, subpoenas are happening and some people are perhaps going to be held accountable. So we're going to play a little game around that today. Uh, I, yes, I too thought we were in a lot of trouble that day. And to make sure that it's not going to happen, we need to make sure people are held accountable for that. And so one of the ways we're holding them accountable is we're uh, making sure we hear from them. And if we don't hear from them, we're indicting them. So um we now have uh, the January 6th commission has now issued as of uh, two days ago, according to CNN, 35 subpoenas for former Trump officials or people around January 6th. So uh, this is all terrible. And we want to, you know, try and give it to you guys in a digestible way. So we thought it would be fun to make a, uh, a game out of it. So uh, if this if this was celebrity deathmatch wrestling, the little, remember that on MTV, the, claim, the claymation yes. show? Yes. I, yeah. so, I, I want yeah. our listeners to get into that mindset right now. Think about this as each of us pick this. We're basically making three-person three wrestling teams. Yep, right? three-person tag team of douchebaggery. Uh, best team wins in a celebrity deathmatch claymation battle royale. Uh, we uh, had Excel choose our draft order, and somehow Kelly hacked my computer and cheated and is going to be going first. And then Tyler also cheated, I'm sure, and is going to be going second. And then I will be going third and fourth, and we'll be doing a snake draft. Uh, for those of you who don't know what a snake draft is, the order reverses every round. So I'm always second. That's how this works. You're it. always second. You're always in the middle. And then Kelly and I have back-to-backs. Uh, other than the first round, and he's probably going to take my number one pick. I'm going to be mad about it, and I'm going to boo you. I'm preemptively <laughs> booing you. Boo! Well, we'll have to see. But yeah, I can I can jump right into it. Um, Steve Bannon. 
Fuck Obviously. I mean, number uh, one. <laughs> yeah. Gotta be number one. Uh, yeah. You know, for, for a variety of reasons, um, you know, not only has he openly defied the subpoena, um, which is unsurprising. There's no way. I really never even thought that he would ever sit yes, in front of a public committee and, yeah, and actually talk about it. But, you know, I think if you look at his arc as advisor to the Trump presidency, advisor to the Trump running campaign, everything that he's been involved with, uh, you know, he's pretty close to what some might be able to call a guy who's actually pulling some strings with Trump right behind. I think that he's the closest to what we actually have to a guy who's looking to overthrow the government at any opportunity he can for his own self gain. Um, he for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like ideological too. Uh, I think 100% ideological. Yeah. In what he's he's doing on, in an ideological way. I think he's a true believer. I think also he's, he's made movies about it. Of, yeah. Um, I think he's very smart and he's a formidable opponent. And that's why he was also number one on my list. Because uh, yeah. there's some things he says and I'm like, I don't necessarily disagree with your like reading of history up to your conclusion, which is disturbing and wrong. And maybe you should not be in charge of anything. And right. so that that concerns me about he is a smart person and a, and a formidable person. But that's a very good point. You know, the, the worldview is very much one of, I would say, no hold bars, winner take all what he would probably call realism, but what other people would call white nationalism. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. According to some yeah. inside sources, he also is trying to suck his own cock. So, you know, there's. Wow. Is that is that what makes those boils on his neck? That's one of the other reasons that I Oof. picked him first overall, because in Celebrity Deathmatch, you know, those boils. Oh, man. I mean, he's got floor. some he's got some weight, right? Like, I think he'll be able to <laughs> mm-hmm. punch high. Mm-hmm. Punch mm-hmm. hard. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess I'm next, huh? So, I mean, You're I'm next. I'm going to have to go ahead and pick Mark Meadows. I'm going to have to do Mark Meadows. All right. Mark Meadows. Um, Good call. Because... I had him fifth on my list, surprisingly. Yeah. I mean, I just think that he's such... Uh, I mean, he's the chief of staff, right? So, like, or was. So, plug... Like, just the level of plugged in that he needs to be and, like, overseeing all the things, you know? It's just, like... It's just that that level of, like blanket uh access and knowledge that he has to have it's just like how could he not how could he not right like if how how could he not be aware of of all this i mean he's yeah i um i think he was lower on my list because i get the perception of him and this is just my personal perception that he is um uh a, a follower um like I look at Steve Bannon and I'm like, you are implementing your ideas and it concerns me. And I think Mark Meadows is a henchman. And so it, I, are, I'm are like, you in the boat or in the wake? And Mark Meadows seems to be in the wake holding on. Right. I agree. A little so bit. that's why I, I'm like, you know, you, you probably like if somebody gets him in a chokehold, he'll probably come in with like the chair assist, you know, but like he's not going <laughs> to initiate shit. Right. And so that's why I'm like, you're you're later in the rounds. You might be yeah, you might I, be good can, there. But I think Tyler does have a point, though. Right. He's he also something that happens a lot with people who follow sycophantic leadership is that they're easy to turn 
um, you know, it, as a follower. And so I, I assume he probably has a lot of information. It's just whether or not he'd actually talk about it publicly. That's, That's the question. thing. I feel like if he's not that committed to it, right? Like Steve Bann's going to like go down with the ship, right? Like Mark Meadows yeah, might be, sure. might be more willing to flip on it. And also I think, you know, there's just something to be said about, you know, the quote, the right. He's, it's Eli Wiesel, right? The, uh, uh, we have a name for people who like, you know, just the people who stayed home and, you know, they weren't like on the front lines with Nazis. We call them, but they just allowed everything to happen. We call them Nazis, right? Like the, the, if you're there and you know what's going on and you do nothing about it, it's still your fault, right? Like if you're enabling sure. it, but by not doing anything, if you were enabling that, it's still, you still should be held accountable. And I just think that that along with, he had to have known, like he was, as chief of staff, oh, you... sure. I, oh yeah, no, I, I, I have no doubt about that. I think it's, it's more about like how much are you initiating things as far as my draft board. But this is an arbitrary little silly game we're playing. So <laughs> shit about. <laughs> All right, John, you're up. What do you got? <laughs> yeah, uh, so I'm gonna take a dynamic duo. I feel really good about yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, back to oh, back. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you get back to backs. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, I get back to backs. So uh, my first pick. And this is kind of a like Sedine twins kind of pick. Uh, I would want them to come up uh, at the same time. You know, like <laughs> I consider them both my number one pick. Uh, uh, channeling uh, my inner Brian Burke here. Uh, first, I'm going to go with Stephen Miller. Oh, yeah. Um, gotta do it. He's, he just has like like he would have pretty substantial power. Like physically, I'm not worried about him, but I think he's got like a musk cloud that can just take you out. Like as soon as you get near him, uh, he's got like other superpowers in the claymation match that I'm really worried about. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah. then yeah. he's well, yeah, kind of, a, let's be honest. All right. It's David Miller was, I would say a very strong influence in most of Trump's decision-making, at least for the last two years of his presidency. One of the, inner circle, one of his closest members, and he is unquestionably and unapologetically a radical when it comes to the right. He is absolutely a nationalist, and he's unapologetically a nationalist. Um, And he views everyone on the left as an enemy. And so if anybody was sitting in the White House talking in Trump's ear about the way that possibly we could turn this election to make sure you don't have to give up the presidency and we can continue doing our work. He would be right there saying that stuff without a doubt. He looks like one of those creepy, you know, advisors. He looks like Gollum. Yeah. He looks like Gollum. Um, so yeah, I, um, and I think he, he, thank you. Uh, you know, like a lot of the worst immigration stuff came from him. Like kids and cages came from him in a lot of ways. Um, so like his just, just, I don't think he's very formidable physically, but his douchebaggery, I think is almost unparalleled Oof, in through this the roof. draft class. Oh, so, face um, is so punchable. And, what a punchable face. And, yeah, no uh, and then I think th- these two will make a good duo together in terms, I think they will complement each other well in the death match, uh, coming in number four. Uh, number negative infinity in your hearts, Michael Flynn. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely on my list. He was definitely on my list. Uh, He supports 
basically, I mean, he supported the insurrection. He has made lots of comments that are um, physically threatening and violent since the insurrection. Mm-hmm. He uh, was a three-star general and in charge of like the some intelligence command. I forget what specifically. So it's not like he's just some schmo. He knows the military at a very, very high level. So I think when you combine Stephen Miller's douchebaggery and Michael Flynn's uh, potential to lead terrible things, they um, quite make, they make quite a duo here. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he, Flynn's loyalty to Trump should not ever be underestimated. Right. He might have said, oh, I, I never wanted Trump to pardon me because I never really did anything wrong and, you know, came back out. But he has proved anything but the opposite in his statements. And you're right, John. He has been it in what the month in February. I think it was four different speaking engagements he was at where he said there's no reason why we couldn't overthrow the government if we needed to. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, yeah, but, like, but that's yeah, but basically like what he said. We have the power like if we wanted to. Yeah, J- you know, yeah. January sixth was the right move, and there's no reason it couldn't happen if we didn't want it to. Um, yeah, which is really dangerous speech in a democracy. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a very dangerous individual. So, uh, yeah, those two bad. Wow. Yeah. Two thumbs down. Two thumbs a good back to back. That's a good back to back. Yep. That's a good back to back. Oof. Yeah. So you only got one pick left, huh, John? Mm. I only got one pick left. Okay. That's how this goes. Well, I'm just in the middle here, so I'm like, you know, I gotta, I gotta. I think God, there's some there's some ones in here, but you know, I think I'm gonna go with this isn't maybe a random, but I'm gonna go with uh, Tyler. Trade me Darnell Nurse. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. Yeah, you don't no get Hamilton. Talk, yeah, no, no Hamilton. You, you can't have sorry, Hamilton and. Sorry, sorry. Hamilton was like my third pick, bro. He was <laughs> your. Yeah, no, that's yeah. Either yeah. Hamilton or Nurse. I don't. Whatever. Point being, <laughs> I think. I think you know. I'm actually going to go with uh, Maggie Mulvaney uh, as my next pick. Kind of random, and the reason that I'm going with Maggie Mulvaney because apparently, let's see. So like. The like more like official reason that is because she was listed on the permit paperwork uh, for the January 6th rally as the VIP lead, but she's also Mick Mulvaney's niece. Okay. And just do not, I just feel like we cannot uh, underestimate the power of uh, the mafia. Sorry, I'm sorry to give a bad name to the mafia. The mafia like uh, <laughs> way that... The, the stupid nepotism yeah. that just surrounds Trump. Like yeah, it's a, exactly. Like the nepotism. Halo. It's like, of course, of course, like Mick Mulvaney's niece would be involved, right? Or like so-and-so's like brother-in-law or like fucking yeah. whatever, right? Because there's all was, these... Uh, so and so was at a party with so and so, and you know they probably talked about that. You know, if you, you nudge me and overthrow the government, and you know, fucking give you, you know, right, like that sort of shit. And so, anyways, I th- I just am, that's my pick simply for the nepotism uh, point that I wanted to make because there's so there's so much inside wheeling and dealing happening uh, in in the Trump White House as there is in all politics, right? But like I think in this particular moment, it's, it's in particularly insidious. I think. This isn't going to be my next pick because I know I got the next pick, but like um, uh, Daniel Scavino's on that list. And I believe I read somewhere that he was uh, Trump's caddy when he was a teenager. <laughs> and now he was. Oh, I think that deputy. is true. And, now he's, and then he was deputy chief of staff. So Amazing. that, again, just shows you how, you know, 
the next episode. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, all right, my turn. Hmm. You got two picks. Oh, yeah, your last two, bro. Yeah, dude, you got to fill it out. All right, first, there's still um, some good I, ones on there. There is, yeah. Um, and and since I got the back to back, I'm I'm gonna uh, pick a duo that I think, um, were potentially very influential in switching what could have been the response by the federal government and uh, bureaucratic response had the insurrection gone differently. Mm. Mm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so first, first I'm going to say uh, Jeffrey Clark. Ooh, yeah. He, yeah. Of Justice. Uh, he was next on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he, he bought in to, to the Trump narrative almost from the start um, as, as another guy who rose to prominence, probably specifically because of Trump becoming president, right. And his loyalty there at the department of justice, as there was a lot of shuffling. Remember there was a lot of turnover, a lot of shuffling at the department of justice in the four years that Trump was president. Um, probably the largest amount of bureaucratic turnover (laughs) in a four year presidency that you're ever likely going to see. Um, so he's, he's my first pick. I think that at, at, at the end of the day, for something like this to have uh, legs and to really work, you need to have uh, people who buy into what you're talking about. You need them in high levels of power. Um, and he was in a good enough position at the DOJ that he potentially could have made something happen, you know, had there been a different outcome on January 6th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice pick. Yeah. Uh, next, um, I'm going to go with uh, Kashyap Patel. God damn it. Yeah. The Defense <sighs> Department. That was my next pick. That was number four on my list. Um, and again, another person who was bureaucratically connected and enjoyed his rise to prominence in the four years that Trump was president. Um, and, you know, had a pretty high level of the, you know, Department of Defense which is, you know, had had it turned out a little different and we didn't have the necessary information afterwards that a lot of generals were already pushing back on Trump and, you know, reaching out to our own allies saying that we're not going to allow Trump to create this coup, right? He's one of the people that could have had serious influence um, in the days afterwards. And not to mention the fact that, you know... Um, Within the Department of Defense, we don't know still exactly how internally people were preparing for the possibility of what could happen on January 6th or what could have happened afterwards. And he had a pretty big hand in potential planning for what was happening there. So just like with transparency with anything else, the committee itself needs to be about transparency. Um, And we need to know what happened in the upper echelons of some of these departments leading up to and during the actual insurrection itself yeah yeah he also sorry did you mention this i missed it but he he also uh was i, I believe in charge of security uh yes for yeah right yep, capital yep yeah so like obviously there were some questions there why did the capital police just let everybody in well that dude was in charge so you know uh questionable and also uh there there was a possibility that um trump was going to make him uh, director of defense or uh, yeah, which would be a gigantic, it would have been a huge problem because that means that the military is practically under a, Trump's control without yeah. any sway. Yep. No doubt. 
Oh, shoot. All right. Last pick for me. Last pick for me, huh? I mean, maybe I just got to, I'll probably just go with an obvious one here and just go with uh, Dan Scavino, uh, the uh, former White House Deputy Chief of Staff for Communications, um, mostly because, you know, the messaging around January 6th, getting the messaging out there, uh, what Trump was saying about it, how it was being billed, how that was bringing people in. Uh, was a huge part, of, obviously, of who showed up, but also, as always, the dog whistling that is happening. Um, dog whistling, you know, term often used in form of racism, which is not not true here, but also in a broader way, right? Like speaking to these people um, who are going to show up in a certain way, right? Like we're defending our freedom, we're defending the patriots, and the just the the word choice that you use of what those how those words are used in other spaces and what they signal to people, right? Because there's a whole thing around like, well, of course Trump can't, they, they're like, well, Trump can't say it outright, but he wants us to do this. And, you know, how is that, how is that communicated? Right? It's communicated with things like uh, stand back and stand by, right? To the Proud Boys, those sort of things. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was going to say that was even more that was clearer than like a dog whistle. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of these sort it's, of it's, it, Yeah. It's the yeah. coded language of coding the other versus your home soil type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. So just in that same way, it's just like that sort of language, the, 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 the discussions that are have being had right. Like behind closed doors are like, well, we really mean this, but like, you know, how are we going to say that? Right. Uh, someone who's a communications director is going to be in on those conversations, helping to write speeches, all of that sort of thing and getting the messaging out there. So Dan Scavino, it's my choice. It's a blam. Yep, Last pick, John. Oh, I know. I've got some decisions to make. So, I'll talk it through since it's my last one. I think um, I think there's only one legitimate left, man. And I think so that Jason she Miller. would look really good standing next to Stephen Miller. And the so, so there's there's Jason Miller, yeah. who uh, was Trump's former campaign advisor, who is just like trashy scumbag kind of guy. So I bet he's got some moves. Uh, Kaylee McEnany, as uh, as you pointed out, I think would bring a. Um, a, a, a different element than uh, <laughs> a, a, any other team, uh, which I think could give us an advantage. But, uh, you know, I, we need a brain behind the operation, I feel like, maybe. And so I think I'm going to go with John Eastman. Wow. Uh, John yeah. Eastman. Yeah. Uh, Especially was, after uh, Tyler I, bringing in another message man. Yeah, uh, I think he yeah. was a... Uh, I don't. I don't think he was a DOJ lawyer. I think he's a lawyer, um, a White House lawyer. Anyways, he um, wrote a six-part plan to overturn the election, which included Mike Pence contesting uh, the 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 vote on January sixth. It was a pivotal part of the plan. Um, it was all. It also provides a roadmap for twenty twenty four, and so. Um, he that kind of thing futures pick here futures pick it's a good futures pick it's last round right uh the other thing is he google google him because there were some recent videos that uh came out of him talking at like a fundraiser and he is just douchey (laughs) just super fucking douchey so i think uh steven miller and michael flynn he's like a more greasy scaramucci that knows how to keep his mouth shut a more greasy scaramucci whoa i know it's tough to say yeah 
yeah. Um, that's just that's just my that's just my reading of him seeing some videos. It's tough, I know. Totally. I know. Uh, and and you know, Stephen Miller in his own way is pretty smart. I don't know about Michael Flynn. So um, <laughs> I feel like the the team needs needs a brain behind the operation. So uh, gotta gotta round out my team with with Mr. John Eastman. All right, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, should you want to run them down for us, John? Yeah. So um, f- first, we have uh, team team Kelly with uh, Steve Bannon, Jeffrey Clark, and Cash Patel. That's pretty formidable. Uh, we have Tyler with Mark Meadows, Maggie uh, Mulvaney, and Dan Scavino. I think pound for pound, maybe the douchiest of three. Yeah. Uh, and then we have my team with Steven Miller, Michael Flynn and John Eastman. Wow. There we go. Oof. There we go. Oof. Formidable teams here, boys. Should should we do another round for fun of people who could be subpoenaed or may not be subpoenaed, but would be a fun fourth person to see on the team? Uh, yeah, because I'm up next and I take Donald Trump. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> so good! So good, all right. Yeah, that's well. Hey, I'm just gonna go ahead and follow that lead and go with Jared Kushner. Come on, Kush dog, oh, Kush dog, yeah. baby. Yeah, dog. yeah. Oh, two fantastic choices. Um, that was man, fast. I guess. <laughs> Ooh, that was fast. Yeah, it's hard decisions, uh, huh, Kelly. <laughs> I guess like I could bring in one of Trump's sons because it would be fun yeah, to, to see them cry. Oh my side. god! Watching Don you know? Jr. get questioned by um, oh. uh, Congressman <laughs> Raskin. <laughs> We'd love yeah. to see it. We'd love to see it. We would love to see it. Um, I, 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 I've got one. Yeah, I I, you know what? That. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go differently, and it has it has not. It's not. No way. This person's gonna get subpoenaed. Um, but I just think it would be funny for the absolute absurdity to add on the end. Um, I'm going to put in Mike Lindell to my pillow guy as my. Friend. Oh yeah. Um, oh, just because it'd be fun. Pick. It'd be funny to round off that four to have him there with his pillows. Oh, that's a great pick. So, good. so honorable mentions Ivanka for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Um, let's just throw Kanye in there because you never know what they talked about behind closed doors. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mike Pence. I want to hear Mike from Pence Mike Pence. Great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I almost went Pence for my fourth pick, to be honest. Yeah. Um, boy, any Republican member of leadership yeah. uh, <laughs> in Mitch McConnell, any uh, branch of government, yeah. and yeah. both. Uh, but but not but houses. not the Trumpist, not the Trumpist weirdos like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt. No, Getz we don't need Bitter. They, they don't get any more airtime. They're not allowed yeah, any more public care airtime. about them. Here's one: the the fucking um, dude with the horns. Ooh, yeah, dude. I want to hear horns. from him on television. Yeah, yeah, the Trump shaman. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah, I don't want to put Cute. a bad name on shamans. So yeah, well, no, hey, I'm calling him the horns guy. <laughs> yeah, no, you know he's he can be the cute on shaman because there are bad shamans, guys. There are bad shamans. So he's a bad. Yeah. Actually, oh, he, he's not a shaman. He read that word on the internet. No, he just read that word on the internet one time. And yeah, actually, I, I read some stuff about him just because simply he claimed himself that way. I don't mention that. He, he, he's a weird, he's a, he, he like clearly is just got caught up in something and like didn't really like, he's one of those yeah. ones who like went along for the ride and then was like, wait, did we just, oh, wait, 
but I'm vegan. I don't know. He like, I don't think he fully understands the gravity of the situation. Let nope. us say. <laughs> nope. Well, that's why we have laws that are enforceable. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, just, just because the majority of Trump's base is stupid does not mean we should allow this to be pushed to the side. Just because the majority of people who were there and actually participated in it were pretty dumb doesn't mean that we can push this to the side. I don't even want to say they're dumb. I think they don't don't understand. I think there's a difference between being dumb and and not understanding. I think... I I don't even know if I'm willing to go that far. I think a lot of people understood what they were doing and are not stupid. I think they live in a... Like, and if you look at the... I mean, we're about to end, but if you look at, like, a lot of the, you know, demographics of Trump's base, it's like white middle or upper upper class people yeah right? not, not necessarily very true white very true lower class or any other kind of lower class right yeah and so um i think that's important to remember because we're going to be fighting this for a while and cast really like changed my thinking on this in a big way where it's like no these people know what they want yeah. and 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 this is it like they're it's not that they're like being deceived or anything like that like so yeah. I forget the phrase that she used, but she had a really powerful yeah. Um, yeah. phrase of like being like, they're not s- stupid. They're just voting for what they want. Yeah. And, um, and I think that they don't understand that. W- I think they don't understand that what they want is not how our government works. Like you can't like our government set up in such a way. Well, uh, I think I that they want that. us to return to historic ways of how our government. Yeah, has right. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Which yeah. Is, yeah. Clearly, they want to store not, power structures when it yeah, comes to race exactly. and gender. I, I, yeah, I think it's all basically like a caste struggle. And and there's uh, movement from the bottom, and, and people who are not in the bottom feel that movement and are feeling insecure. That's why, like, oh, men's rights or, like, you know, Christians are being trampled on, like, those things. It feels that way because the relative power structure is changing, but that just means that everybody is coming up to that level uh, and so we can make equality right, right? Yeah. Yeah. so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good point uh, on the other hand you know two weeks from now there's going to be a legitimate war on christmas with people standing in the street chanting at each other so that's right. i think it's already started right? yeah oh yeah, has yeah. it I, it never really ended did it as as i was going to say as a card-carrying liberal that's 365 days a year baby <laughs> <laughs> always a war on christmas always a war on christian hegemony all the time um well dear listeners thank you for tuning in hey we're going to try to do better about uh getting just some more episodes out to you sorry for our little break but hey we all have to take breaks from time to time it's important uh, to have our leisure time as i read in the book uh do nothing uh yeah and Send us a message. Let us know which one of our teams you think would win. That's right. Yeah, Mine. please. Like, yeah, like, so let us know which team uh, <laughs> you think would let us win. Um, and also be paying attention. Uh, and I'm sure we'll do an episode on this in December. The Supreme Court is going to hear some cases around abortion that are somewhat scary in terms of the uh, ability to overturn Roe vs. Wade. So prime. You didn't hear it from me, but prime your model of cocktails because uh, if they take that away. Oof, that is the first sign of handmade tale coming true. So uh, look out, everybody. But in the meantime, let's be optimistic. And uh, thank you all for joining us. Last words, fellas? Uh, Godspeed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yep. (laughs) 
yet, John? Yeah, we're good. I, I'm, I've been ready for a while. Oh, shit. We were waiting for you. <laughs> oh, I think I thought you were waiting until you were done, like, clicking around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I was, I was going to multitask. <laughs>